Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way as we continue in this month of August in what for many of us in local church and ministry settings is recruitment month. And so we've been profiling a few different areas of local church ministry. Today we're going to talk about communications with uh, our communications director here at Southridge, Kelly Smalden. Kelly, welcome back. Thank you. You're thrilled to be here, aren't you? <laughs> can't think of anything I'd rather be doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, can you remind us a little bit of kind of what your deal is, where you live, what you're up to and all that? Um, I live in Fort Erie, uh, so I have a little bit of a commute to come in to the St. Catharines location, which is where I attend. Um, I've been attending Southridge uh, for about seven and a half years now and have been on staff for just over five of those um yeah mostly in communications or mostly in communications your, your <laughs> I, <adventurous did>. little... <laughs> I started on staff in family ministry covering a mat leave and then just decided that y'all wouldn't be able to get rid of me so uh moved over into a communications role uh, partway through that mat leave and uh, in your world, you're talking about the commute. Um, <laughs> probably, probably better to commute in than to be back in COVID land, uh, stranded, isolated. You know, all doing our, our Zoom stuff. But how would you say things are going these days? Just kind of in your world, coming out of pandemic life. I know we're not fully out of it yet, but no. How's that all going? Uh, it's it's going fine. I'm finding uh, being in a season of both and like it's been it's been great to um be back into things opening up and have summer vacation where people can do stuff and it's been um good to spend some time with friends and family but also i don't know in my world i've had some some close friends and people in my circle going through a really hard season so um there's been a lot of grief and loss and lamenting in this in this time but um have been learning a lot of lessons and finding joy and hope and peace in the midst of all that. So, yeah. Sounds like a lot of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. want to dive into your world, but before we do, uh, just make reference again to kind of the larger world that your ministry is a part of. I know a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jesse Clausen, who's a teammate in your department, talked about this as well. So communications lands in our world uh, as part of this larger umbrella called ministry services. Uh, talk about ministry services and kind of what it's like to be part of that team. Yeah, I mean, as Jesse would have talked about, I'm sure, uh, ministry services basically is the department that exists to serve the ministries. Uh, so, you know, we have our family ministry and action and connection and inspiration, and then ministry services is here to help support everything that they're trying to accomplish. Um, a lot of it's behind the scenes and a lot of it's some of the nitpicky details. Um, but we're, we're the team that likes those things and likes getting in the, in the middle of it and making sure all the big plans come to fruition. As a, as a church member, uh, you participate in a lot of the 
the more direct ministry, worship band, brave girls, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, can you describe the difference just in the feeling of participating in ministry services and that behind the scenes indirect ministry compared to some of the more direct, call them like front facing ministries? Um, <laughs> I think there is just a lot more like awareness and just watching for every little detail. Like if things go well, you shouldn't know that anything that we've had our hand in anything. (laughs) It's when something goes wrong. um, That's often when our team is a little bit feeling scrambly because a ball has been dropped somewhere. (laughs) Um, But ideally if with the behind the scenes type ministries, if all goes well, you never knew we were there. We're a little bit like a ninja. Hiding yeah, in the back of Ray the church. Geest, uh, <laughs> remember Ray Van Geese describing that because you know among his portfolio is kind of IT and yep. more importantly Wi-Fi. <laughs> and he said, you know, I only get attention when there are problems. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of the opposite, uh, the opposite psyche of the front-facing ministries. But in in your mind, in your experience you know, why would you say that ministry services in general matters so much in, in the life of local church? I, mean, I think that a lot of the, a lot of the people who have the heart and the, the mind for some of the, the big front facing ministries and projects and uh, plans that we can, that we can focus on. A lot of that is, just where their heart is and where their gifting is. And so it's, it takes the ministry services team to come behind and say, that's an amazing idea. I love that. Now let's actually put it into place. And so I think ministry services does a lot of that. um, The fine tooth comb going over a plan to say, well, we need to think about this and don't forget this. And this is going to go so much better if we do this one thing and don't forget about that. Um, just to make things run smoothly. And I think it's, it's fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's drill it then to your world. Cause this plays out uh, among other facets of ministry services, finance and facility and IT and tech and things like that mm-hmm. uh, in your specific world and what we call communications, which can be a super nebulous concept. So uh, talk about some of the specific aspects of communications ministry in a local church like ours. Yeah, it one well, actually, one of the things I love about it is that it does encompass so many different things. Um, there's a saying, and I think I've mentioned this the last time I was on a podcast here, that the truth is that everything communicates. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes I have my hand in a lot of different pots. Um, so it can be things like the website or the app, social media, um, the signage around our buildings, uh, print pieces that we've handed out invitations, or if you get a spiritual practice on a piece of paper on a Sunday morning, uh, graphic design, all the way down to the nitty gritty things like I'm the one that orders the business cards for everyone. <laughs> so there's just a lot of different different things that fall under that umbrella. Yeah, in family life, they say, you know, there, there are issues, but you, you trace those issues back and they're usually communications issues because everything sort yes. of <laughs> roots itself in, in how people are communicating with one another and communicated too, especially when in a local church, 
you know, we're a, we're a message centric entity, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're about sharing and spreading the good news of Jesus life and love. And so uh, communication is critical. I'm just wondering in some of those examples that you, that you cited, how do all those various things get addressed? Well, on in different ways. So for example, on a Sunday morning, um, it's things like making sure there are graphics that tie in with our series branding. Um, it's uploading content for those who weren't able to join us in person and want to join in with the online service. Uh, it's handing out printed spiritual practices that are going to tie into something that we've done. Um, during the week, it could be any of those things that I mentioned before, uh, including social media and keeping people up to date that way. Uh, if there's a big event coming, you know, I think of like Christmas and Easter, there's often a lot of special things that we're wanting to communicate. And yeah, it's just, it's all over the map, which makes it hard to pin down one, one specific thing, um, which is why I love it. I never get yeah, bored. So my question for you then is what, like, what does a regular week's rhythm look like? <laughs> is there such a thing as a regular no. week's rhythm? <laughs> Yeah. No, there really isn't. I mean, other than the fact that there are things that have to happen each Sunday, you know, so in my weekly rhythm, each week involves creating an online service page and making sure all of the resources that we need are there for that. Uh, a weekly rhythm is, you know, generating social media content. Uh, but other than that, there's, there's a lot of randomness. Well, I've been making, it, as you said, Part of it, as you said, is 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 being in the loop with mm -hmm. other ministries just to, to to find out what what's coming down the the pipeline as far as their ministry activity and and what needs to be communicated. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's sort of one if you were to, to to summarize this into some buckets, like there are the deliverables of the communication pieces, but there's also the the, the networking and kind of the brokering, which I think is fun too, to sort of be, like you said, in the mix of what all the different ministries are doing. Yes, there's definitely a very large detailed calendar in my world <laughs> that involves what each department in each of their, not that each department has tunnel vision, but they're focused very specifically on their goals. Um, and a lot of times those, those events or those plans um, coincide with something that someone else is doing. And um, I think part of my seat is making sure those things work together, that there's not conflicts that we can highlight and invite people into those in the best ways possible. So with September being kind of just around the corner now, uh, <clears throat> and we look ahead to this new ministry season, what, what are some of the projects or even maybe the enhancements of communications ministry that are on the horizon? Well, in this, I'm sure this is true for a lot of people in in ministry in this month, that there's a lot of launching things that are happening, programs getting back on track, you know, the calendar's filling up with things that people are wanting to do. Uh, so that's, that's really exciting and a lot of work going into some of those things. Um, specifically in communications, we are here at Southridge, we're looking to launch a new website in September, uh, which has been uh, a lot of work behind the scenes, uh, but we're really excited about that. And we're hoping that that will be received well and will be an enhancement to, to our community. Uh, any other ways that 
communications itself is changing these days. I want to kind of drill into that that thought because I know just the way people communicate has, has evolved over the years. Yeah, I think I'll, when we look back over the history of the church, a lot of times it was very Sunday morning centric and you went to church every single Sunday and that hour of your week was the church that you attended and nothing took that place on the calendar. And I think we've really moved away from that just as not just here, but as a church, the global church, um, that there are a lot of people who aren't attending every single Sunday. There's a lot of people who attend online or um, they're focused into the other 167 hours of the week where we're doing we're doing a lot of church things there. So to communicate just on a Sunday morning from a stage is something that I think we're evolving away from. Um, and so it becomes important to utilize things like a website or an app or social media or emails, the things that can communicate with people directly into the palm of their hand, wherever they are, knowing that announcing something or communicating something one Sunday from the front of a church isn't going to isn't going to reach the people that it once did. Yeah, back in the day, for those of us who participated in or were leading churches, whenever the day was, you know, <laughs> the, the, the stage announcement and the bulletin insert were kind yeah. of the two, those were the two ways that any message and any information got, got uh, articulated and, and transferred. And that's not the case anymore. And so obviously, as things have changed, communication strategy has had to change, I guess. One thing I'm wondering about, you're, you're tapping into a little bit there, Kel, is, is how culture and technology has been affecting the future of how a communications ministry works. I mean, the problem with, not problem, I guess, but the challenge with technology is that it is always changing. And so you can... Um, you can put a lot of effort and time into a social media platform only to have it change in and of itself and to be replaced by something bigger and brighter down the road. So there's there's a bit of an always changing aspect of communicating via technology. And sometimes it's hard to predict where that's going to go. And there's a bit of rolling with the punches <laughs> and just taking things as as you can and as they come. Similarly, I guess we've talked about the pandemic and the way that it's changed church life. Uh, often we've referred to the, the pandemic as being two years that feels like 10 years. And mm. so things have kind of accelerated. In your world, I guess, how have you found the pandemic affecting how communications or how communications ministry mm. happens? Well, I think it's true of basically everyone that when we went into a lockdown mode during the pandemic, everything transitioned to an online medium. So even things like church that hadn't traditionally been purely online, there were online aspects of it, but we transitioned out of necessity into a, this is all online. And that was true of churches, but it was also true of every other aspect of your life. People were going to the gym online and school online. And I, that has just, it's allowed people to access aspects of their life online, but it's also created a lot more noise and content online. So there's, there's the challenge of people getting used to some of those things and wanting to 
have things remain online. There are people who are sick of things being online and want to nothing to do with it anymore. And there's a bit of, I think, because, I mean, the pandemic isn't completely over yet. And there's a bit of people trying to find their, their footing, I think, when it comes to what is, what is our new normal coming out of this? How much things are we retaining in an online space and how much are we trying to return to in person? Is there a hybrid of both? Um, which we've had those discussions around here, right? As far as even the online service and keeping that going and seeing the benefits of it, but not wanting to rely on that as our primary church community. Yeah. Related to that, you know, when you think back to that sort of back in the day, church bulletin, Sunday morning stage announcements uh, as the ways of articulating information, you know, part of communications is that it's two way and Mm -hmm. uh, has technology and, you know, whether it's apps or social media, are you finding that that communication in a local church is, is becoming more two way or I guess another way of looking at it is, uh, are there ways that communications ministry is actually trying to engage the two-way communication or is it just making people aware of what's happening? I There's both aspects to it. There are definitely some things that are informational going out, um, but that is part of the beauty of something like a, a social media or an email communication where someone can hit reply. Uh, there is the opportunity for, for dialogue in those spaces where if someone's just saying one thing from a stage, you're probably not getting as much of that or reading something in a bulletin, as you mentioned. Um, Yeah, there's definitely more dialogue with some of the technology and it's learning how to utilize that in the best possible way. That is the challenge going forward. Yeah, for sure. Want to ultimately get to the recruitment side of this so that people, especially uh, who are listening from Southridge, Uh, can know about the opportunities to get involved. But uh, I want to tap into a conversation that that I had with with Jesse as well, and even last week with Mike Nondorf, uh, talking about media and production. And that is the 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 behind-the-scenes nature of this kind of work. You've alluded to it already. Um, In your world, again, knowing that you do participate as a church member in a lot of the front-facing kinds of ministry, where does your motivation come from for being a contributor in such a behind the scenes way? Is that hard? Is that life giving? Like how, how does that work in, in, in your makeup? Uh, for me, I, I love it. And I, I like those details. I like the behind the scenes things that maybe aren't front of mind for a lot of people, but um, when those things are executed well, it makes for, for just a great experience for, the person who's participating in it. And it, it is amusing sometimes to have, you know, on a Sunday morning, even there's a, a text thread of some of the behind the scenes people that often there'll be messages of like, Oh, that, that one detail there, that was great. Or that, Oh, next week we should try and do that a little bit better. Or that just the little minute, like minute things that maybe a lot of people wouldn't notice, but when you get joy in seeing those things come together, it's, it feels like a win. Well, I was going to ask. So, you know, when it comes to a ministry like communications uh, and, and everything that it includes, what is a win to you? To dis- describe mm. a win where your ministry is making a difference in the life of our community and ultimately in our ability 
to incarnate and embody the person and essence of Jesus to a greater degree? I mean, I think there's two kind of categories of wins in a communication ministry. One is just that people know what's going on. <laughs> so, for example, we've we've announced this past week that we're changing our service time. So if on September 11th, everybody shows up at 10 o'clock, we didn't do a very good job of communicating it. Uh, so there's very practical wins on that level. But I think at, at a deeper heart level, it's the wins are the the sharing of the stories of what God's doing. It's communi- communicating things that are helping people, you know, catch the vision or catch the heart for what we sense God's doing among us. And it, it being an invitation for them to to join in. And so when you see excitement around anchor causes or uh, programs that are happening or spiritual practices or Sunday mornings, um, when there's excitement generated around those things and people are wanting to join in, that feels like a win. I actually heard of a, a, a story a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I haven't even told you this, but you, you might want to follow up with uh, Joan Hyatt from our, our board of elders. She was talking with someone at the, at the GLS when we were hosting the GLS and uh, they were participating in the GLS. They were from North of Toronto originally out of town, but uh, were retiring and wanted to just retire somewhere where they could plug into a local church and had searched a bunch of church websites. And uh, I guess based on what they had found about Southridge, just kind of combing our website, they were moving to Niagara Oh, no. <laughs> to just be, become part of Southridge. So amazing. I, I don't know right now, given that we're launching a new website, whether that's a, a win or a, a loss that whatever impact <laughs> our, our existing website had on this person uh, is, is... Well, we think the new one will be better. So right. it, now there's going to be dozens of people retiring this was a to, win. to Niagara to, to be part of Southridge, but uh, we'll see. But it, so it's, yeah, it's it's in a behind the scenes ministry, like you're trying to, like the, the service time is a good example. Like you're trying to make the weekend service thrive. So the weekend service thriving and people being able to attend on time is the win. Uh, but communications ministry proper can also uh, directly uh, affect people in a lot of cases. Mm. Uh, and so that's, that's helpful too. I guess when you think about in addition, like the, the, the church family dynamic, the community fostering the people in it, how how does community life thrive and benefit from a healthy and effective communications ministry? I, I think that's, it still is those two columns. It's the, the community thrives when people hey, know what's going on. They know <laughs> when things are happening. They know why things are happening and they've been communicated with in order to be a part of it. Like the very practical who, what, where, why when um but seeing people get it and seeing people buy in and be informed and understand the heart of what's happening that just changes lives right so i think when when we're communicating well when people know why a life group is important and the change that it can makes in your life the change it can make in your life when people understand that being involved in an anchor cause is not just a box that we check, but it's something that is, is life changing for everyone involved. Those are friendships that have impact on everyone. Um, If we're communicating well, people are getting that and are, are wanting to join in and be a part of it. And um, it just becomes the very, 
vibrant, healthy community that we want to be. And as you're kind of preparing to, to support all of these relaunches in the fall, again, getting to where we ultimately want to get, and that is the, the, the recruitment part of the conversation. Hmm. I guess so much of this is the delivery of tasks, the creation of, uh, you know, social media posts or print material or whatever. Um, what do you find challenging about kind of trying to balance the task drivenness and the task, uh, you know, kind of constancy with volunteer engagement and actually building a ministry of communication people? Um, I think part of it is just the randomness of there being so many <laughs> just little things here and there. So part of that is, a uh, does someone want to volunteer to do this one job that takes five minutes out of a week? Maybe not. Um, and sometimes it's just a, a matter of the, the timing and the speed at which we do things, right? So it's, it's sometimes hard to ask a volunteer to, to do something last minute or to, turn around a project really quickly, uh, knowing that they don't necessarily have the dedicated time to give to it in that, that small, short, quick time frame that, you know, someone who's paid to be here does. <laughs> it, it's, it's challenging sometimes. Yeah. It feels like in communications ministry, I don't know if this is true for other church leaders who are listening, but it, it, it they're either simple, quick, you know, one-off snap tasks or they're like, can you capture this story on video that involves a script yeah. and an outline and a you know a set and a filming and editing and mm-hmm. like it's either minutia or massive, yeah. And uh, yeah, there, there's rarely something in between that's consistent that uh, that you can that you can throw at a person in a two hour week type of regulated commitment. So with that as a, as a bit of a challenge, let's kind of get to the point and talk about uh, recruiting for, for this kind of ministry. Can you, first of all, describe, especially for our members who are listening, like what are some of the ways that a person could be involved in communications ministry and to make this difference and not only support ministry indirectly, but change lives in the get it factor and the aha moments that we can stimulate mm-hmm. uh, through the various roles of communications? Uh, sure. And I would want to preface it by saying that I can list off a bunch of roles, but if there's anyone listening who is just wanting to explore what maybe their particular gifts where it could fit in, I'm happy to do that as well. We love the thinking outside the box nature of things. Um, but social media, for sure, that like I said, it's an always changing uh, landscape of algorithms and new trends. And if there are people who are all about making reels or doing different content like that. Um, I'd love to talk to someone about being a part of that team. We're always looking for photographers and storytellers, people who are going to, would love to be at events and, and just capture some of the magic and tell some of the stories. Um, there are some behind the scene things, whether it's with an app or with the website, uh, people who like doing graphic design and would like to, you know, try their hand at designing some things for, for branding that we use around here, any of those things or other things that come to mind. Yeah. The neat part about this is, you know, these are some hard skills and mm-hmm. even some passions taking pictures and stuff that, that people often wouldn't associate with 
significant difference making in a person's life. Mm-hmm. And especially around the church, people assume, you know, I can't teach or sing. So what, what do I do? Well, mm-hmm. these are some really concrete ways that you can leverage time and energy and even some of these, these skills uh, to affect people and to, to, to really serve ministry that affects people. So if you, if you have these kind of interests, be sure to reach out to Kelly. I guess a question on that person's behalf, Kel, would be like, what does it take from someone to be involved in your ministry? What kind of heart do they need to have? Time availability? You know, are there any other features of kind of what it takes to serve in communications ministry? Um, I think there's a lot of, because of the random nature of it, there is a lot of flexibility. Um, there have been people who have said, you know, I would love to come and take photos at certain events and we can work within when are you available or the gifts and the skills and the, the time we can, we can work with a lot of that. Um, but the heart behind it is what I think is the most important. It's more than just showing up and pointing a camera at a group of people playing cricket in a field it's the well why are we why are we taking these photos why is this important and what are we what are we capturing here what is the heart behind what we're doing who are these people let's let's talk about who our community is and yeah it's more than just point and click (laughs) it's the heart that wants to to get people involved through this manner and for someone thinking about, wow, like this might be some something that I could explore for the fall to to plug in and to use some of my uh, my gifts to to benefit our community and help move people towards Jesus. What kind of support do they receive? Do they just tell you that they want to take pictures at a, a a a migrant worker event in Vineland and off they go, or like you know how how are they supported or developed in their area of ministry? Uh, there is a bit of that. Like we're always, if there are, there are people who send me photos all the time that are, I just took these at this event and here you go, which is wonderful. Um, but if there are people who want to be more, you know, more plugged in and more involved, we definitely can provide them with some, some coaching and some, some training on the types of photos that we're looking for, the types of stories that we're telling. Uh, we do have gear here. There's a lot of people who's like, I like photography, but I just have my phone, which is fine. Uh, but we do have, you know, we have some really cool camera gear here that, you know, I work closely with Mike Naundorf in the production department and we kind of share, share teammates and share volunteers to, to capture events. Um, and we're, we're wanting to do a lot more of this year, especially of, pairing people up. So if you're someone who is like, I love taking photos, but the thought of approaching someone and saying, can I take your picture? Can I learn more about your story is terrifying to you. And as a true introvert, that terrifies me. So I get it. Um, But we're wanting to pair people up with someone who maybe doesn't have any technological photo taking ability, but they're the talker and they know everybody and they want to, they find it easy to talk to people. So we want to create some teams. Um, and then if it's not just the photo media side of things, when it comes to, you know, tech website behind the scenes stuff, you know, I'm happy to support anyone in ways that would be helpful working with Ray Van Geest, our IT guy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of support behind the scenes for anyone who would want to get involved. So with that, uh, especially to the Southridge members listening, give give us your 
kind of 30 to 60 second best sales pitch for someone of all the ministry they could participate in, knowing that you as a church member participated a lot too. Um, you know, why would it be worth someone investing their year into serving with you on one of your teams in communications ministry? No pressure. No pressure at all. No, none. Knowing that Mike did this pitch last week and Jesse the week before and Dave and Carly. So you're, you're now, you know, one of five sales pitches. Um, I just, I, at my core, believe in what Southridge is doing. I think there are a lot of great churches that are out there um, and there are a lot of great things happening uh, just to further God's kingdom. But I think what we're doing here at Southridge is unique in a lot of ways. And I think that it's important to to celebrate what God's doing here, to celebrate the the initiatives of compassion and justice that we're so passionate about. And God's doing big things and lives are being changed and we want people to know about it and we want people to join in and feel invited and welcomed and safe here. And we can't do that without people communicating those values. So if you're excited about that, if you're you know, feeling God moving in your life and want to be a part of other people experiencing that, then I'd love to chat with you to talk about how you could be a part of it. Awesome. And with that, we can wrap up and you can play the communications role of doing all the back end stuff related to posting a podcast. It's true. That's part of this too. So my job will be done and yours won't. Uh, But that's great. Kelly, I really appreciate you uh, just helping us understand what's under the hood uh, in a world like communications ministry. And I hope that not only the leaders from outside of Southridge who are listening, but our Southridge members are uh, kind of captivated by the vision of what God can do in and as a church family when things are being well communicated. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they come back to the very first idea that, you know, there are problems in families, but then under those problems, there's usually communications problems. And mm-hmm. when things communicate well, so much thriving can happen. And in a message centered uh, world that we're in, trying to reveal the good news of Jesus. This is a a really critical part of it. So thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you listening in. We'll see you uh, next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody.